Free Trail fam, bonjour from Chamonix, France. Of course, I am your loving host, Dylan Bowman, here to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. It is officially UTMB week, and we are here to enjoy the spectacle and share our love for this amazing sport and this amazing event with you, the global trail running community, trail fans worldwide. This is a special time of year, and we are so happy to be here to enjoy it in person. We're going to be doing a daily show each morning recording in the heart of Chamonix covering all the major stories of this year's race. It is a special week-long series we're calling Good Morning Mont Blanc, which you're listening to now. Each day we'll have a star-studded group of rotating co-hosts to share their expert perspectives about the fields, the conditions, the races, and the results as they happen throughout the week. We're also going to be doing a ton of pre- and post-race interviews with some of the main contenders and the top performers. So make sure you're subscribed here or to our YouTube channel so you don't miss a single second of our coverage. We are grateful for your support. We really hope you'll follow along and share it with your friends. Finally, thank you to Hoka and Camelback for making the shows possible this week. Make sure you play fantasy, fantasy fantasy.freetrail.com for a chance to win prize packages from these awesome brands. Thank you all so much for listening. Have an amazing UTMB week. Helen Red Cloud. Nice to see you again. This is our first time meeting in yeah. person. Nice to meet you. Helen Mino Faulkner. Welcome back to Chamonix. Thank Another you. Another big week yeah. as you gear up for your second CCC. How yeah, are you doing? Really good. It's been really fun to be here. I got to be here a little bit longer than last year. So I feel like I've gotten to enjoy the trails a little bit more. Best time of year. Best yes. time of year. And uh, you have an important announcement to make here this week. So really exciting piece of news for you and your career. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this new partnership with Hoka and how it came to be? Yeah. Um, so I just signed a contract with Hoka, which I'm super excited about. And yeah, they've been great so far. Obviously it's super new and I'm excited to be wearing blue and orange. They're some of my favorite colors. <laughs> like the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um, so, you know, you and I did a podcast just a couple of weeks ago and you had been sort of in this development program with a previous brand. Tell us about like the conversations with Hoka. How did you guys come to be connected? How did it, you know, how did they, you know, convince you or how did you gain the confidence that this would be the right step for you at this point in your career? Yeah. Um, when I first started trail running, they were the shoes that I ran in. And so that was definitely a big part of it. And then I think it was just the races that I ran this year, um, and that I did well at, they were also UTMB races. So like the one in Argentina and then speed go obviously. So I feel like that probably helped too. <laughs> <laughs> and they've done such a good job. I think it's important to say about identifying and recruiting really good athletes and especially people are, are sort of on the upswing in their career and who have all the potential to be superstars on the international level, thinking of, you know, Adam Peterman and Jim Walmsley at the early parts of their career, Aaron Clark, you know, uh, Allie McLaughlin, et cetera, too, on the women's side. This is kind of an important moment for you too. I think you just turned 27, you're still very young, but like, you know, call it the next eight to 10 years of your career are super important. And so it's also really important to align with a brand that you feel really confident in that can help you grow into the 
athlete that you want to be. Why, what about Hoka made you feel that they were the right partner for you? I think it honestly really does like come down to shoes. I think everything else can like kind of be figured out or trouble shot like what in whatever situations. But, um, I like that they're like a shoe brand first, like even Deckers generally make shoes. And then Hoka, I feel like is such a running specific company, which is something that I've appreciated. Um, yeah, like I said, when I first started trail running, they were the shoes that I was running in. Yeah, awesome. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, this will be your debut race as a Hoka athlete, your second CCC. Again, you were on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago. So for our viewers and listeners who want to go deeper on your history and on your story, I'd encourage them to do that. But maybe in the last couple of weeks, how's training been going? When did you arrive here in Chamonix and how are you feeling ahead of CCC? Yeah. Um, I feel great. I'm really excited. We are in taper time. So I feel like I've had a a lot of free time, which is always really funny. Um, but yeah, training was going well. It still is. Um, I feel like I've done pretty much all of it. And then I got here. Well, I left home on the 16th. I think I got here on like the 8th. 18th or the 19th. I don't know. I had a lot of flights that got canceled, <laughs> but I did make it. I was like, I just have to make it here before September 1st. Yep. <laughs> I was like, nothing else really matters. Um, but yeah, training was good. I had like some of the highest volume, like time wise that I've had ever. And yeah. I still felt good. So on that note, I have to pull <laughs> something really entertaining up. I was looking at your Strava and on your Strava, you posted a really hilarious screen cap of a text message exchange with your coach. So I'm going to read it here for our listeners because I think they'll find it equally hilarious. So the, the blue bubbles, which is Helen texting her coach say, obviously this is supposed to be hard, but like how fucked up am I supposed to be from this (laughs) question mark to which your coach responds? MK said the same thing. It's contagious. CCC will be easy. Now (laughs) you respond. Amen. He responds. I have, I have to find ways to challenge you. Sometimes you respond six hours of hill reps will do the trick. LOL. So maybe tell us about that specific uh, episode with your coach and, and how that session maybe plays a part in your preparation for CCC. Yeah, it was honestly kind of that whole week. I, for work, um, the doctor's office that I was working at, my boss and the doctor, he decided that he was going to go to Washington to go on a climbing trip. And so I didn't work the full week before I left. And so I was like, oh, I'll go to Mammoth to like go run because that'll be fun. And so I did the Matterhorn loop one day, which ended up just taking so much longer because I I forget, um, I don't really like rock climbing. I like running um, or jogging, but not really ridge lines. So that ended up taking me like, I think almost eight hours and it was like 23 miles. Mm -hmm. And then two days later, Rick gave me that run, which was like four, it was a 90 minute warm up, and then like four repeats up the dragon's back ascent and mammoth. Like tempo type repeats or just like. It was just like hard effort and like try to keep your times around the same. So obviously it'll just get harder throughout it. That's a early workout for anybody who's done the dragon's bag to do four of them in a row after a 90 minute warm up. Yeah. I warmed up with, I was with Danny Moreno yeah. and then also MK and Danny's like, I don't think I've know anyone who's done four except for maybe Tim. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be that hard. And then I got into it. I was like, oh, this is really hard. <laughs> CCC will be easy now. I guess we'll see. <laughs> you just mentioned something that makes me want to go back to our Hoka conversation really quick. Um, you know, when you were on the podcast, we were talking about, you know, you being a yoga instructor, you doing some work with this doctor's office. How does this new chapter with Hoka impact like the greater professional life? Like, are you going to be able to devote more of your time and energy to being a full, like a pro athlete? Yes. Which is like definitely something that's really exciting for me. Cause I mean, if you know me personally, usually the goal is work as little as possible, <laughs> like just work enough to be able to live, which yeah. really worked out with the doctor's office. Like I was only working three days a week anyways, but, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't think I'm going to have a job for much longer. I'll still Good teach you. yoga. What but. an amazing, yeah. What an amazing new step for you. And I think, you know, that means that the challenge is now to honor this new opportunity, this new chapter, not go completely crazy and triple your training volume. That's why I have Rick. <laughs> exactly. That's why you need good coaching. But yeah, what a great new opportunity. And uh, it seems like the perfect timing to make this new next step, especially after all you've achieved this season. So maybe going back to CCC last year, again, we talked about this on the podcast. You finished 13th in the race this year. I think you kind of go in as one of like the main under the radar runners who has a chance to win or be on the podium, et cetera, because I think you're a lesser known quantity to a lot of the international runners, including the Europeans. Tell me about your psychology going into the race and, you know, how you're approaching this as like a stepping stone in your career. Yeah. I mean, really, I'm just, just, I felt it on my run today. Cause I feel like I had been kind of tired, you know, like leading into this and like today I just like felt that joy mm -hmm. and like, the, just like the inexplicable joy. And I was like, this is like the reason for all of this silly stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause at the end of the day, like I place a lot of importance on this race and like the privilege of being able to be here, but it is silly. And yeah. I feel like I keep that mindset like this is a get to and I'm just like I think the two things that I always have to come back to like during these really hard efforts is like dropping back into that joy but that also has to be partnered with like the willingness to try so hard and to go to that place where like you know that like nothing you've ever done is harder and I think it needs to be both yeah really amazing so like, obviously, like your ceiling is way higher than a 13th place at CCC. And for somebody in the position you are in your career, which is early, very early, it's a big opportunity too, where yeah. like, you know, a top five or a podium or a win at a race like CCC opens a million doors. Yeah. How do you deal with like, you know, carrying that joy, but also like feeling a little bit of that pressure of opportunity? I think I just, I say this all the time to my friends too. And like, I don't mean this in like a sad way, but really like nothing matters and no one cares. True. Like I know that I care about it and people will care like within my life because they care about me, but whether or not like I win or I get 50th place or I drop out, like the people that love me in my life, like that doesn't change. Oh. Yeah. It makes me want to ask like about your relationship with competition more generally, because like you do have this sort of like Zen master kind of quality to you where it seems like you have the right intentions and that 
you come in with the acknowledgement that it, whether you win here or you drop out of the race, it doesn't necessarily reflect on your character. Yeah. But like, you do want to compete I'm on a race like CCC. so deeply competitive. <laughs> I, I will be competitive about everything and anything kind of yeah. like, Oh, we started like race walking <laughs> with my friends at home. And even that, like I will gather the people because I think that I can win. Yeah. Like I'm not gathering everyone to race walk because it's fun, yeah. which it is, but it's really hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think in order to race at our best potential, you do have to like have those good intentions and carry the joy, but also, yeah, you know, have that fierce competitive I drive think, to you. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a race. Oh. Like, and I do, think do you have goals that you're comfortable talking about for yeah. CCC? And I, I think we'll go back to the thing where like it, they're probably going to seem a little out of pocket. Yeah. Um, but I really believe that I would rather like dream way too big and fall short than like not even put what I think is possible on the line. So like I am going to this race, like I would like to win mm -hmm. and I think I can run at least an hour faster than I did last year. But I also know that those like a lot of things have to go right. But yeah, I think I believe in myself more than anyone else. Amazing. Have you sought advice from any other people who are maybe more experienced than you about CCC specifically or about UTMB or, or even this contract and professional change that you've undergone? I mean, I lean on Rick a lot for yeah. like all of that stuff too. Like I've definitely talked to him about like sponsorship stuff and then also just like racing in general. I feel really fortunate that I have someone in my life like that where I trust what he says and I like quite honestly, like don't question it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, sounds good. Sweet. Well, congratulations on this big new chapter for you. I think it's uh it makes perfect sense. Hoke is a great partner to align yourself with for the short and the long term of your career of what I know is going to be a really bright future. I've been ending each of these interviews with the same question, and that is who is going to be crewing for you? Mm -hmm. Why did you choose that person? And what has he or she meant to you over time? Yeah. Um, MK Sullivan is crewing me. And so she was supposed to crew me last year, but then ended up running Sierras and all and didn't stay. Um, and so I asked her because I also really trust her. We're good friends. Um, oh, and MK means so much to me. She was like the first person I ever met at UNR. She's someone that... I've really looked up to in this sport. She got into trail running before I did. And yeah, I feel like I've kind of followed her into this and like we race pretty different things now, but yeah, she's always someone that I've looked up to. Awesome. And she'll be running OCC the day before. Yes. So awesome. <laughs> All right, Helen. Well, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Good luck on Friday. We'll be cheering for you. Thank you. Thank you.